And welcome back, guys, to another episode of Kitchen Cherry. It's me, your boy Eli. It's me, Joe. And we're here to talk about some more Disney Plus shows because really, there's uh, not that much else to talk about. Unless, uh, unless we, do you know, do you want to do Into the Heights? Uh, I feel like we had a, a discussion about this earlier. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't think it's our brand of geekiness, though. You yeah, know what I mean? That's true. That's true. I mean, I heard it's a good movie. Yeah, but like, you know, like I feel like it's a little. Like, I don't know, I just say, I feel like we have a bit of a brand, right? Yeah, true, true. I mean, if everyone wants to do it, I mean, I don't mind doing it. I mean, I don't know, it just just seems, it'd be just very odd. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, But we are going to talk about some Disney Plus shows, and you have been wondering why I'm at Disney Plus, because we're also doing, not only are we doing Bad Batch, we're also doing Loki, because that came out on Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it would be, it'd be a lot of videos to output throughout the week because we're already doing like e3 stuff as well yeah <clears throat> so it's a lot it's a way to condense mm-hmm. uh you know at least the mc uh, disney stuff going mm-hmm. down right yeah so we're gonna be starting off with <clears throat> you want to start off with bad batch or loki i feel bad batch just because uh they are shorter episodes fair enough so fair we can enough. we can get through through them all right pretty. so essentially uh what is this episode six seven i'm 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 way off time right now but you know we're re- reviewing the, the recent two episodes of bad batch that came out over the past few weeks and they all center around basically well for the past few episodes we've been insinuating them Something's gonna happen to Wrecker involving the chip, and this is very much where we go off. And I was right, six and seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so episode six, we start off with you know, Bad Batch. They're doing some run of the mill jobs, and one of them involves capturing a droid head. Yeah, uh, Imperial droid uh, commander, right? Mm-hmm. Who gives the orders to all the other droids because mm-hmm. they want you know they want you know it's valuable information. Therefore, you know, Sid's like, I want you guys to go get it because my brother wants one, you know, and they're like, all right, let's go to this uh, facility and do it. And uh, it turns out, like, it seems like a pretty standard job, but it you know, it turns out there are two uh, workers who are trying to steal it. Yeah, and uh, Tracer and Ross are their names, and if you ever heard those names, you probably know them from somewhere, but if you don't, or you choose not to remember, I don't blame you because they were they were part of Ahsoka's little arc in the last season of Clone Wars, and a lot of people didn't like that part of the story. Mmm, okay. Yeah. Honestly, I thought they were sort of like new characters. Well, you haven't seen the last season of Clone Wars. That's very true. I have not seen the last season of Clone Wars, so... You know, outside, outside looking in, I was like, okay, this is a bit of, a bit of interesting... Uh, uh, situation we have two groups trying to grab the imperial mm-hmm. droid head uh and you know all while uh of course the facility itself realizes oh there's people here that want stuff we gotta shut this down and have our police droids uh take them out so it just turns into a bit of a, a, a shootout where like both sides have to begrudgingly work together you know to survive mm-hmm. i will say that actually let me ask you this tracer and Roz, did you find them annoying no, not really. Okay, because in in Ahsoka's little uh, thing, they were a bit overplayed. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. It's more like this is gonna be slight spoilers <laughs> for those of you who have not seen uh, that part of 
Clone Wars. Remember how Iron Fist, like, we just kept looping back to the same kind of story in the first season? Mm-hmm. It's that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, what was the point of all that? Because we just ended up back where we started. Ah, uh, all, right. all right. Yeah, and then it's just like, this it, is really annoying. We get it. It just, it just, ugh, it did not work. I, I don't hate the characters. I feel like the, the storylines they were in were just very bad. And thankfully here, it's pretty straightforward. They're both trying to get this one uh, head droid, but, you know, they don't. Well, not that they don't, but they don't agree that on what to do. Because there's two, they, we have two different people going for two, two different reasons, and they do explore on that. Uh, but the thing to note from this episode is that Wrecker gets hit in the head a little too much this episode. Yeah, to the point where he starts mumbling, good soldiers, you know, follow, follow orders. orders. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I think it's going to end up being like the meme of the community where it's like, you remember how it was in November, whatever, from Civil War, when it, Bucky's Orders? Uh, yeah. Which was, yeah, so I think it's going to be something like that. Mm-hmm. And we already see inklings of, of change within Wrecker. And... That's really where we're just going to leave it off because it's a very straightforward episode. The last few episodes were very straightforward. Mm-hmm. It's not until the next episode that we're going to talk. Uh, episode 7, which you want to talk about now? Uh, yeah, because basically by the end, uh, the Dory head gets destroyed, but Tech was able to get some of the data and they give it to mm-hmm. uh, the two girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're fighting for the Empire. They're fighting against the Empire. Yeah, and they're sort of like... Yeah, we get we get what you what you guys are trying yeah. to do, and it's when they're in the ship. It's like, hey, listen, uh, mystery man, mystery man. Yeah, we we got the droid uh, information from the droid head, but there are some clones there, some rogue clones that were helping us out, and uh, you might want to look into that. Yeah, to which it insinuates, oh man, they're gonna double cross them. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, you knowing who they were, you you probably knew who they're talking to. No, I did not. Oh, oh, okay. I uh, for a second I thought it was a Fennec, but it's not Fennec. It's good old Rex. Yeah, because he's back, baby. Yeah, because in in this in the uh, in this newest episode, episode seven, uh, Rex decides to visit the Bad Batch. And boy, does he visit! Yeah, he's very much like, uh, you know, I've been laying low for a while. It's like, yeah, I mean, you're KIA, dude. It's like, yeah, well, you know, I had which to makes be- sense if when you if you seen the last season of Clone Wars and know how that ends, mm-hmm. you're like. I'm pretty sure I understand why they think Rex is dead. Yeah. And, um, now before we start that, one, one important thing they always, uh, to note is that the growing friendship of Wrecker and Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Wrecker's obviously kind of just like a big child himself. Right. Mm-hmm. So him and, uh, Omega just bonding over stuff. They'll usually like, and in this episode they, they, they do like, a, they have, they have a tradition where whenever they finish a the mission, they go eat, get, get some food. To eat for themselves. Yeah, like yeah. The, the, like look at popcorn to me. Yeah, like it's like yeah, it's like a weird alien popcorn kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, uh, but basically Rex is just sort of just wanting to know like how you guys been, you know, what you, what you doing out here mm-hmm. in, this, in this this neck of the woods. And, and it's, you know, they immediately start talking about the chips. Yeah, because it because they're all like because Rex knows about the chips and he's like, you still got the chips? What's wrong with you? You got to get rid of it now. You yeah, can turn it at any moment. But the, the idea is like, uh, yeah, but we're, we're like defective clones. It doesn't work. It doesn't matter. It could still happen. Yeah. I, I got turned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and very much uh, uh, Rex is also super hesitant once he starts to notice that uh, Wrecker 
he's having headaches and you know they sort of mentioned that that's I've been having a lot more recently now it's like that's not good that's, 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 not, good, that's, not, good that's not a good idea so essentially Rex convinces the the crew uh, the Bad Batch to just listen alright if you keep these chips in you like you're gonna turn it, it's it's a basically it's like it's a risk that you, you can't like take with them in your head you gotta get rid of them to which they agree to getting rid of it and let's just say there's been there's a lot of growing tension with Wrecker and his uh, headaches yeah cause they get progressively more um dangerous yeah, very much so. Uh, they go to this, uh, I forget the name of the planet, but basically it's a shipyard. It, like, a, you know, they just dismantle a bunch of sh- uh, ship stuff. They, they find an old uh, Republic uh, ship that has a facility that will be able to help remove the chips. Omega's kind of like, I don't know about this. What if, you know, uh, what if it, it, it hurts uh, Riker? You know, he might not, you know. He might not be him. Yeah, or even worse, it could kill him, right? Yeah. And it's like, listen, all right, we it's it's worth the risk simply because if Rex is right about the chips, which he is right about the chips. He is 100% right about the chips. Uh you know, it's just like we we, we can't take that risk of knowing that at any moment those chips could be reactivated somehow and you know, we could be turned against one another. So very much so, they they decide to take the risk. Although there is a little bit of a, I guess of a, a sidetrack where like a monster tries to eat Wrecker for a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, once they get to the med bay, they're setting up Wrecker's. Wrecker's obviously a bit nervous because he's like, oh, I don't know about this man. They're gonna mess with my brain. I don't, I don't like this. It's like Wrecker. It's gonna be fine. All right. It's just you know I'll put you to sleep for a little bit and you know we're just gonna do simple surgery. And it's at that moment. That uh, the chip finally activates, and gee, it becomes a horror movie at that point. <laughs> yeah, because obviously, because it's Record, who, who's the the biggest and the he's strongest. The tank. Yeah, he's the tank. Therefore, uh, uh, but yeah, he he starts to you know very much be like, "Good soldiers follow orders. You're all in violation of Order sixty six. Must be terminated." Yeah, he becomes Terminator. He, he does become Terminator at that point. Yeah. It's a little scary because like he he because of his imposing figure, he just like demolishes everybody yeah he was like choking out tech i was like oh shit is he about to die he's about to step this man's neck thankfully he doesn't kill him but he's very much like i'm gonna kill all you so that like rex and uh hunter and echo try to distract you know get him under control and stun him uh and omega sort of has to help uh, attack for a little bit but obviously uh the others get overwhelmed by wrecker's strength omega tries to distract uh and you know like Soon, uh, Wrecker starts chasing her until she gets cornered, and it's like, Wrecker, don't make me do this. I don't want to shoot you. You're my friend. It's, it's kind of tragic, because you can even see in Wrecker, it's like, he doesn't want to do this. Yeah, there's like a small part of his brain that's like, I can't, I shouldn't be doing this, but the chip overwrites all that, and it's like, you're in violation, you know, you're helping out treasonous clones, you must be, you know, terminated. You must, must be terminated. Yeah. He's probably yeah. deep behind Digger didn't try to go for a the Terminator revive on there, Vegas. Yeah, I can get, get why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thankfully, uh, Rex comes in with the stun, just in time. And uh, they, uh, you know, decide to operate, uh, get rid of the chip in Record's brain. 
Uh, Omega's kind of worried because he's not like waking up, but mm-hmm. they know that he's still alive. He's just you know he's a little out of it. Mm-hmm. But of course, Record does wake up. He's like, "Hey, what's going on? Why you been? You know, why are you looking all sad and stuff?" And you know, it's like, okay, it's the surgery works. So the rest of the Bad Batch gets their chips removed. Mm. Uh, I do find it interesting that Tech is the la- Tech is the last one to go. Yeah, I'm assuming just because what if if it kills Tech, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> So at least have him like operate the rest of that stuff first, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, they all have a happy moment, you know. Like Wrecker tries to like, listen, I'm sorry, what happened? And she carries, she has the food in her hands. It's like we're done with the mission. It's yeah, time to eat. It's like, oh, uh, it's a nice smiling moment. Yeah, and the, the it ends with um, Rex and Hunter basically saying, "Dude, if you need us, we'll we'll come back." Yeah, it's like just call. Yeah, like. You know, it's like, if you need it, listen, Rex, if you need us in any sort of situation, you know where to look for us. We probably won't show up in Rebels because we're not on that show. Yeah. Although, uh, there is one little last, like, cliffhanger stinger where, uh, there's a, uh, what was it, like a salvage? Yeah, some salvage group that, that, that they find, they find, uh, they, well, they, they happen to see both Rex and Hunter, you know, and... They're like, you know, we should probably call the Empire over this. And, you know, some... It, my theory is that they're going to send in crosshairs with his group. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. And if they don't capture him here and try to, like, get rid of the the chip, then it's going to be another chase, man. Yeah, the chase continues. Mm-hmm. I mean, the chase would continue anyway, even if they somehow able to bring back crosshairs. Uh, simply because now the Empire is like now we have like a full battalion of like uh, clones uh, just rogue and we gotta stop them so yeah and that's sort of the uh, you know big end of that episode mm-hmm. um, but yeah overall it's it's one of those episode 7 is definitely one of the episodes where like there's payoff yeah there's there's plot playoff now and now it's sort of like what's the next steps right? yeah because like Throughout, like I said, throughout the the last few episodes, we've we've been hinting at record cha- possibly, you know, uh, changing because of the chip. Like he was the first one, we 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 figured he would do it. it, but we also you know had time to really establish that you know record and Omega they're kind of like friends. They're, they're like the best friends. Mm-hmm. And so the when his eventual like for the moment heel turn happened, it made sense. You knew it was coming, but it feels and it feels right because the way the way they wrote record to be in this scene make you know one is horrible, you know, kind of horrifying. Yeah. Two, it's really effective because of his he's already established he's already established uh, you know relationship with Omega, so it's like, oh no, and you, you always, and seeing like the big you know goofy guy all of a sudden go terminate on everybody is just holy shit. Like like we said, I I thought he was gonna kill uh, Tech. Yeah, like it's like legitimately like concerning. It's like oh oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> like like the moment he put his head on his neck, I was like oh shit. Yeah yeah. And, and like it needed you needed a a whole team to take that man down. Yeah. But no, it's it's it. This is what I'm. I mean, I feel like this is gonna be this is gonna be a thing with the Bad Batch is that it's a really good sh- is that we're gonna get a lot of you know solid. Most of the episodes are gonna be really pretty solid with some standouts. But it's because like most of this, because it always because the story is making sure that we get to the standouts in like a really good way, you know. Putting the like a good writer, you know, 
you, you seed your, your 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 plants, and they grow naturally to where they need to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, I'm still enjoying the show. I'm not as like I don't. I'm not as I'm not I'm not actively looking to, for it, looking at the episodes at least until a couple of days before we gotta record. I'll mm-hmm. into that. Right. Yeah. Because right. it does. It, they do kick kind of mundane. That's kind of part of the charm too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Anything else to add, Jay? No, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think uh, this definitely is one of those episodes that pays off the plot. Mm-hmm. And now it's sort of like, a, okay, now uh, we can move forward a little bit mm-hmm. and to some more interesting waters now that we have the uh, imminent threat of mm-hmm. the inhibitor chips and the rest of the Bad Batch gone. Now it's like, yeah. all right, now we're probably going to be seeing some more interesting uh, stuff happen in the show. Mm-hmm. And now that just leaves us with loki and loki so like i said their episodes are gonna be on wednesdays so we're probably gonna have to include them every once in a while with other episodes just to like you know keep track mm-hmm. but uh yeah loki the first episode i'm gonna say this right now it's i feel i still feel bad for falcon and the winter soldier which i've been uh, some of the people that i know have said like it's kind of like the thor to dark world of the tv show so far i'm like I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I find that interesting. Yeah, no, so, someone else told me that, and I was like, eh, I don't agree with that. But I get I get what they're coming from, uh, because, like, after coming back from WandaVision and seeing Loki, you it, it's kind of hard for it to compete. Yeah, I think we mentioned it before that, uh, yeah, I think part of that issue is just uh, Falcon Winter Soldier is the most grounded. Yeah of uh, the three shows uh, mm-hmm. MCU so- shows so far mm-hmm. like it's the most like uh, yeah it's like the most connected to w- the the aftermath of mm-hmm. like Endgame like obviously WandaVision uh, has it has its own weird thing of like mm-hmm. being like pseudo parody of uh, mm-hmm. family sitcom shows as well as having you know the, the sort of the mystery of like why is Wanda doing the things she's, do- mm-hmm. she's doing and uh, with Loki uh, as we'll we'll get into for, uh, in a little bit here, uh, is very much a uh, very like out there concept. Yeah, that's where this is where you can clearly tell that the TV arm is going to be where a lot of more of their zany stuff is going to be on. And really, in 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 Loki, we were introduced the idea of I think. Loki is the one that really cleans up the idea of time travel in the show, in the movies. Mm-hmm. Where... Do you want to get to that first, or you want to start off? Or do you want to explain... Yeah, like, do you want to explain the time travel thing, or do you just want to go off with what's going on in the show? No, let's just talk about the show. Okay. So, it starts off where we basically left off Loki in Endgame... Where he just like gets teleported somewhere else and he lands somewhere, only to be captured by the TVA, which is Time Variance Authority. And once he's captured, you know he's gonna taken in, and a lot of wacky stuff happens. Yeah, he's very much like, "Who are you, people? What is this place? What's going on?" Yeah, no, there's <laughs> there's a little scene where they strip him down, and he he's like, oh, "Stop right there!" Just like. Uh... Uh, wait, hold on a second. What 
wait, what, what just happened? Yeah, like, like, he is a fish out of water, and we are learning as much as he is right now. Yeah, and we do learn a bit. Because mm-hmm. uh, he watches a little informal video, uh, basically explaining what the... Which looks like something straight out of Fallout. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, it, it very much uh, explains what the TVA does, which they're basically, you know, as the name implies, they're, they're sort of like keepers of time. Uh, they they make sure that uh, the time, the flow of time stays stable, that nothing that shouldn't happen in the timeline uh, doesn't happen. You know, as soon as something, like, tries to mess with the timeline in any weird or wacky way, they come in and fix it, right, uh, and put everything back in sort of the natural flow of order. And uh, Loki is very much like, Come on, seriously? Trying to control all this madness? I don't believe you for a second. This is all a bunch of, uh, you know, rubbish. I'm a god, you! <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the god of mischief. This is all just nonsense to me. Uh, yeah. And remember, this is the Loki that didn't, that didn't have to have the... He didn't, he didn't get humble yet. Yeah, yeah, this is very much Loki basically fresh off of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. First movie Avengers. First movie Avengers. Yeah. Being sort of like, this is all a bunch of nonsense. I'm, I gotta go work... I gotta, I gotta go be king of uh, Midgar, you know, claim my throne, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff. None of this matters to me. And uh, he's very much sort of uh, put on trial because essentially, yeah, he was about to disrupt the flow of time by basically stealing the Tesseract when, you know, he's supposed yeah, to... Yeah, and this is ca- where I'm saying, like, this this show essentially, you know, if you thought that, you know, the the time travel in Endgame made no sense, this the this show pretty says no, it makes sense because it was meant to happen. Yeah, because the TVA, uh, the creators, uh, the three time lords, right? Yeah, or timekeepers. Timekeepers. Yeah, I think they're called. Uh, basically, uh, they sort of controlled what they call the sacred timeline, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know basically just right, just the timeline of the world of the mm-hmm. MCU, uh, and they're pretty much like he, Loki's basically sort of like, yeah, well, I mean, the only reason why I'm here is because the Avengers came back in time to try. Clearly, to like, came back in time. Yeah, clearly came back in time to stop me from taking over the world. So. They should be the ones here on your weird jury, you know, trial thing and not me. It's like, well, no, they shouldn't. They aren't going to be here because the Avengers going back in time to do all this and all the nonsense they were doing in Endgame was supposed to happen. The Timekeeper's Law says so. Which I feel like some people were like, oh, man, you just, like, ignored all the problematic stuff. I'm like, okay, do you want to talk about time travel or you want to talk about the end of that? <laughs> I mean, I, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, if you want to, like, I don't know, get your piece on, like, how time travel works. I for, mean, for, Mar- for the Marvel Universe? I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. Okay. Okay. okay all right. Okay, okay. But, yeah, basically, he's very much, like, like, I don't want, like, you know. This is stupid. This is stupid. I'm a god. I'm a god. I don't need this. And it's like, all right, fine. You're guilty of, you know, being a time variant, variant trying to disrupt the, the flow of time. And uh, you're going to be uh, reset. And it's like, wait, what do you mean reset? What does that mean? <laughs> but uh, here's where uh, Owen Wilson's character... Uh, your favorite. One of your favorite actors. Well, I only like him because memes, right? Yeah. Uh, he does not say, oh, wow. Well, no, because... I mean, he doesn't say that often. Well, yeah, it's only like one take from like one movie and everybody memed it up. Uh, 
but yeah, um, you know, Owen Wilson, he's sort of a, he's, he's more, he, his name is Mobius, right? Mobius. Mobius. Yeah, he's sort of a, you know, kind of like a dude who works there, you know, investigating stuff for the uh, TVA. And he's like, hey, um, can I uh, have him for a second, though? I-, I think he might be useful to me. And they're like, fine. But if he does any sort of random bullshit, it's on you. It's like, fair enough. So uh, basically, he sort of takes Loki into his office and has this sort of, uh, like, therapist sort of moment with him. Just trying to, yeah. just trying to figure him out. Like, why are you the way you are? You know, why do you do these things? You know, like, why, why do you, like, you know, and it's sort of just Loki having to, like, self-reflect on his, on his life so far. Uh, and we sort of, like, you know, uh, oh, uh, Morbius is just sort of has, like, this uh, little remote just showing off of uh, Loki's mm-hmm. highlights, one of which being uh, that he was apparently D.B. Cooper. And uh, You had issues with that. Well, I only have issues because, like, <laughs> listen, all I'm saying is that in, like, they shoot, uh, they have Loki escaping the jet in the daytime, but uh, I'm pretty sure if you uh, look into the D.B. Cooper case, he jumped out of the plane at night. And there's, like, two, like, fighter jets sort of escorting the plane at the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. It, like, granted, it, I, you know, it's Marvel. You mm-hmm. know, they, you know, it's not supposed to be, like, 100% like realistic or yeah. whatever. It's just kind of like one of those funny, like, oh, yeah, that'd be kind of neat if D.B. Mm-hmm. Cooper was actually Loki. Mm-hmm. Who, and the only reason they didn't find him was because you know some semantics. Yeah, you know, you know they uh, they tell he teleported out, and it was because of a bet that he lost the Thor's. Like, ha! I want you to go to Earth and you know do all this nonsense. Which pre pre Thor, I totally believe. Yeah, pre Thor one. Yeah, no, that just seems like something they uh, they would do as like a brotherly uh, bet. It's yeah. Like, Listen, Loki, if you lose this bet, I want you to go to Earth and like steal a bunch of money. It's like. Thor, have you been drinking? Absolutely. We, we're in Asgard. We always drink. It's like, God damn it. All right. I can drink a whole cow. Yeah. Uh, n- <laughs> More than one cow. Yeah. Another. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's just sort of replaying that stuff for Loki. And uh, even uh, Owen Wilson uh, eventually, though, shows uh, s- some video of uh, Frag. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Loki's mom, essentially, uh, sort of like just sort of showing the events of like what would happen to him, mm-hmm. you know, like what's supposed to happen to him. Yeah. Being caught by the Avengers, going to prison in Asgard, sort of having this discussion with his mother, uh, you know, showing the events of Thor two, you mm-hmm. know, where the Dark Elves attack and they kill yeah. Frigg, and uh, you know, so he's like, "That's not real. That's you know, that that doesn't happen. You're lying to me, right?" Yeah, because if, if you remember Thor: The Dark World, which I'd be surprised if you. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Yeah. Loki, well, for one, it's pretty obvious Loki learned a lot from his mother. Yes. So, and he, it's clearly obvious that he has an attachment to his mother. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it's, for him, that's the only parent that really loved him. Yes. So, even now, see, knowing that his mother dies, still affect him greatly. Well, uh, yeah, obviously. And he's very much like, sort of like, no, that's not real. What you're showing me, that's, that's fake. Yeah, he, like, he's not gonna. He's not accepting it. Yeah, and you know, Mo, you know, Owen Wilson's character is very much just like, listen, we don't only just can see your past; we see the future. We see everything that happens in the timeline, and this is your role. You know, you're meant to be this dude who just sort of 
does all these things and so that other people can better themselves you know and mm-hmm. showing footage of the avengers uh but then um there's sort of like a uh situation that uh mobius has to deal with involving the loss of a uh, group of time uh minutemen right yeah, minutemen yeah yeah because uh, uh, there's this one guard who who caught loki at the beginning who's very much not a fan of loki she's sort of like yep. <laughs> you know um but because uh, they step out of the room loki uses this moment to basically pl- mount an escape get the tesseract uh and just warp out of here and you know there's sort of like you know loki's escape we gotta like fucking uh you know shoot the kill it's like no 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 no. i still need him you know all one scared like no i need him though yeah yeah uh in the meantime uh loki finds uh i think the cleric there was a clerk yeah uh, he's a like clerk <laughs> yeah my bad um uh, he's like who they gave the Tesseract he's like listen tell me where the Tesseract is or I'll kill you I'll, I'll, I'll get you like a fish and it's like what's a fish it's like wait you don't know what a fish is dude I've lived all my life behind a desk <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about it's like what, whatever I'll kill you alright and they do find he gives him the Tesseract but he finds a shit ton of infinity <laughs> stones <laughs> I love that joke where it's like how do you have all these oh yeah they're like useless here you know most people use them for paperweights or stuff. It's just the shock in Loki's face. Is like, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, he sort of just takes the tesseract. He walks around a little bit and just sort of like, this is the most powerful place in the in in all of the universe or whatever. But just, oh my god, he sort of just like, I because obviously because the way like the TVA is set up, it's very much like an old like I don't know like. 70s 80s style like office basically and he's sort of just like you, you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of um Gattaca oh I guess a little the bit the aesthetic yeah. wise yeah the, especially the color grading for the mm-hmm. for, for for the show like a lot of brownish sort of I wouldn't say muted colors but I think that's probably the best one I'm gonna go with man yeah yeah, yeah like, like you remember Gattaca it was very like there's a filter on that, and that you see the same filter in in and Loki, which makes sense for me. Right. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's funny, and I've seen people comment both in a funny way and kind of like question way that, to the Infinity Stones, because you know the Infinity Stones essentially can alter all aspects of reality. Yeah. You know, this you know they can reverse time change one object to another or you know bring life back to the world or whatever erase life but the interesting thing in the comics is that well in the comics they're called gems or sometimes they're called stones but essentially they establish that if you were to take say the infinity stones to another universe in 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 the vast multiverse the, the infinity stones no longer work because they are tied to that specific universe yeah so <laughs> Seeing how these guys are like, it's meant to be like the multiversal timekeepers, that would make sense that the Infinity Stones do not work where they're at. Yeah, I was gonna say because I, I I assumed like even if it wasn't gonna be like the comic explanation, that just like oh they're in just a different plane of reality where they just don't even like mm-hmm. they don't they don't function. Yeah, right. Which which, which is again which is the funniest thing ever because like one it's a deep meta joke, two it's a real great way to 
to show Loki just kind of like the world he's in. Yeah, very much like, oh, there's literally nothing I can do here. Yeah. To which uh, Loki does return to uh, his, uh, the the, uh, the room he was in before and sort of just gets curious and decides just to uh, watch the rest of uh, his highlights. And it's one of the more touching moments of the, of the show. Yeah, it's 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 I guess it's definitely a, an interesting uh, uh, segment because literally Loki's just going through all like these various moments, seeing uh, you know seeing the aftermath of his mother dying, uh, seeing uh, Odin passing away, sort of like seeing his bond with Thor uh, sort of becoming a bit more uh, like being brotherly again, and sort of just seeing that. Uh, you know what happens to him at the end. You know he gets killed by Thanos. Yeah, but it's really the the other stuff before the Thanos. It's really it's what really got him. Yeah, he's sort of just seeing like, oh, this is how I turned out to be, right? Like, there's hope for me. Yeah, and then you know, like like I, I I don't I don't get I don't have to be the bad guy all the time. Yeah, and and you know it eventually like I said ends with you know him seeing his own death. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's kind of just like. That's Shit. how. It, that's, it, that's how I go out. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, like for him, yeah, it sucks. But like for us, who's been with him for all these movies, it's it it felt right because like they don't. And it's funny they don't show the part that he was willing to sacrifice himself for Thor. You know, he was tricking Thanos to save his brother. Yeah, which is like. For some people, it might be like, "Why didn't you show that?" I'm like, "That's because like, well, he one he didn't see, he doesn't know that he was like willing to do that. All he knows is that he dies, and that really affects him. Like at the end of the day, you know, you can still say it would still affect them, but like, I get, but you know, I think I think it's a cool detail that he get, he doesn't see that he you know he dies a, a basically an honorable death. Yeah, uh, but very much uh, it's it's just. Uh... I think the, the one guard does come in at the end, and you know he's sort of just like, yeah, I, I guess that's where my life is. Yeah, and he does like he has a little fun with her because uh, they, they they tangle for a yeah. little bit. He manages to put on like this sort of collar that he has, which is supposed mm-hmm. to like you know, keep, sort of, uh, basically they have like these time stop like devices that like when they're connected to the collar, they can just reverse the flow of time on them and just put them in like areas they've already been in stuff he just has just has a moment of just messing around with her he's like stop doing that you little and he just sends her all the way back to outside and then uh, afterwards you know a, a bit of contemplation from Loki just sitting just sort of like realizing like yeah no I guess that's just I guess that, you know just having to see his sort of the future mm-hmm written out for for him uh Owen Wilson's character comes back in pretty much like Loki nowhere left to run better surrender now and he's like sort of like Loki finally decides to like sort of answer like a lot of his sort of like uh questions of like you know of like why do you do the things you do it's like you know like, I was doing all a lot of that stuff like you know I don't really like to hurt people but I do it to you know instill fear and stuff it's like oh okay essentially he's like what he's saying is that 
it's 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 like a power move for him. Yeah, which like I mean throughout the comics, especially nowadays, um, when they try to really like you know focus on the relationship between Thor and Loki, it's it's pretty obvious that Loki feels really inadequate when it comes to Thor. Mm-hmm. Like Thor's Thor's the the you know what the older brother or whatever he got he he's the he's the stronger one the handsomer one he gets all the girls and all you know all that kind of stuff that would make a someone of his you know situation feel a little you know what's the word I'm looking for uh yeah inadequate as yeah inadequate yeah, yeah yeah so for him instilling fear was the only way for him to sort of feel that sort of kind of thing which I totally get mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's my reading. If anyone else does get their own reading about that, I'm totally down to hear it. But, uh, no, yeah. but no, yeah, so essentially Loki agrees to help him out. And uh, because throughout, because they, they show that, I think you mentioned it, Owen Wilson's after some guy. Yeah, he's sort of investigating a lot of these uh, time variant who's just kind of like going around diff- different parts of the timeline just doing some crazy wacky stuff. Uh, he's sort of like, I could use Loki for this. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's very much like, listen, you know, you can't go back, right? Because, you know, like, at this point, like, they really aren't sure that he should go back to, like, uh, mm-hmm. the timeline or whatever. It's like, I need, you know, I can use your help, you know? It's like, what, you want me to just, like, what do you want me to do? It's like, we got, like, a rogue time variant just running around doing all this stuff, and you want me to help him? Or my, you know... yeah. What am, what am I going to do? Yeah, well, I mean, you're, you'll be useful to me because, uh, you know, I'm hunting you. And it's like, wait, what? Wait, what? And we see a bit of a, a sort of the ending uh, sort of shot of the of, of the, sh- of the episode uh, where we have some minute men just uh, patrolling this little rural area in uh, mm. Oklahoma. Just sort of like, you know, like. Just, uh, you know, sort of reset the area and let's just leave. And they see this hooded dude far into the... uh, Mm -hmm. Into the distance. Distance. And they realize that he's spilled a bunch of oil everywhere. And Mm -hmm. he's uh, lit in it. And he's pretty much burning a lot of them alive. Mm -hmm. And he's taking all these little... Pretty much he's taking all these uh, little uh, gadgets that help, like, uh, reset time. Which makes you wonder what this look is planning. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say this. So far, this is a really good episode. Yeah, it, it establishes uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, sort of like who the TVA are yeah. and, uh, you know, like what sort of uh, what sort of Loki we're going to see and very and also just setting up the stakes of like, Hey, there's another Loki running around the timeline, messing stuff up. Which is such a Loki thing to do, good lord. Yeah, and uh, we need you, Loki, to help us find him. So, you know, it's just setting up, like, uh... We, I don't know, it's, it's very interesting, so you're just using mm-hmm. uh, a past version of Loki to help you find mm-hmm. this Loki that's just running around, causing chaos and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's 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 sort of setting up a very sort of like uh, a sort of a time chase, if mm-hmm. you will. We did just came back from a time uh, heist, so that makes sense. Yeah, in a way, yeah. 
Yeah, and um, okay, time to time to talk about the time travel. And you and I have had talks about this, uh, the time travel, and and um, and you know, in in Endgame. And my thing is, so I always, you know, try to focus on the whole idea on what what they mean by time travel. How does how does their time travel work? Does it make sense? Does it how well does it affect the world? Like stuff like that. Because one of my favorite movies is Back to the Future. And they do a lot of stuff in that movie that really alters the timeline, but doesn't like screw up anything. Most of the time, they do like they talk about time paradoxes and all that stuff. But you know, half the time in, in Back to the Future, they don't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Here, the thing, the interesting thing about the time travel in in the Marvel universe is that you're essentially, you know, not really affecting the the flow of time. It's it's what Bruce Banner said. You're not going back to the past. You're going to your new present. Which is, for them, means that this stuff already happened. You can't change that. You're just, you're just, you yourself are experiencing something new. Am I correct in that statement? Yeah, yeah. Basically, they can't change anything that happens in the past. Uh... Uh, mainly because it just because uh, that stuff already happened to you, you're just creating uh, different like presents mm-hmm. that happened in that timeline in that sort of space of time. Because when you return, it's still going to be this place you return to. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people tend to bring up, but what about you know 2014 Thanos? You know, if there's no Thanos in that timeline, you know, the then that means the, the events don't happen. I'm like, no. They still happen. They just don't happen for that one place. Yeah, like I, I, I feel like I don't know. I, I think it's just a bit of uh, just seeing how. Uh, I don't because I, I think like time travel in movies is always a little wacky because mm-hmm. oftentimes people are always gonna poke hole at time travel lot logic stuff mm-hmm. unless it's like very sort of like super explained mm-hmm. or is this easy to understand because mm-hmm. back to the future very easy to understand you go back in time if you change some stuff uh when you go back to the present it's gonna be a different you know mm-hmm. timeline yeah like I, I don't mind time travel if you if you set up your rules and at least adhere to them but i feel like also sometimes so because like the idea that the time variant society uh, sets up is that no yeah the Avengers are supposed to do that because well not because like not to like you know say like the time travel didn't matter like no the, the way they did it does not hurt the flow of time well I I think as well as that sort of like it was like uh, I think mm. the way they sort of describe it too is like it was all meant to happen anyway yeah it's like, yeah, we yeah, it, we all knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, that's supposed to happen. Yeah, mainly because obviously, I mean, heck, they even do the whole thing where like they go back to return, you know, all yeah. the Infinity Stones back in their proper place mm-hmm. and stuff. So you know, now I will say I totally understand uh, about the people who are like, so you're here to mean to tell me that Captain America made you know didn't interfere with any other stuff that happened. You know, he didn't warn them. I'm like. Well, now you want semantics. I mean, yeah. 
Because, again, like, I mean, it's like what Bruce says, you know, like, even if you go back and warn them, it's not going to really change your present. It's mm-hmm. just going to change that f- present that you're, mm-hmm. that future that you're interacting with, that mm-hmm. timeline you're interacting with. So when you return to your original timeline, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, in other words, he did nothing wrong. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, there's nothing he, that would uh, uh, happen, essentially. Mm-hmm. He just said that one time I would at least benefit from, like, knowledge of the future. Mm-hmm. But while his, his, the timeline he came from would still be the same. Yeah. The, I think the best way, and this is going to be a very nerdy comparison. You remember Dragon Ball Z? I mean, yeah. The, About it. The time travel that works in, in, the, in, in that universe. Because there is time travel in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. We, the, the future trunks arc. Yes, yeah. we, all, we all know. Yes, great arc. Yeah. Um, but the whole, like... Because the idea was Trunks goes back in time. You know, he, he, he helps heal Goku. He goes... But he realizes... That didn't help my timeline at all. Yeah, it didn't change his timeline. In fact, him interacting with, you know, the pre... With going back in time... Affecting sort of the present day mm-hmm. changes that outcome immensely, mm-hmm. especially because uh, heck, there's even another different timeline where he gets killed by uh, Cell, mm-hmm. who uses his time machine to go back to that timeline to you know to make sure that he himself can reach his perfect form and stuff, you know. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like that, that, that. I think yeah, that's a sort of an apt comparison because I think both sort of use that sort of like going back in time and trying to change the past doesn't affect your future. Your future's are your present. Your present. Your present's already set. Yeah. You're just jumping into different timelines. Oh no, yeah, yeah, and I mean that's why I brought it up because like you, knew, I, I feel like some people are. I've always had issue with the time travel in, you know, in the Avengers, but I, I immediately I was like, oh, this is just. You know, the multiverse theory from Dragon Ball. Okay, we're fine. We're fine. I get it. I get it. I, I mean, get it. that's. I, I feel like that's just how you 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 just take a, a lot of uh, time travel into itself. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like the easiest way to explain it, or at least to do a time travel story. Just that it's just a different multiverse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a different like you know timeline you're jumping into, and mm-hmm. the timeline you return to doesn't uh yeah doesn't change. I will say this. Um, I do love. The, I still love the fact that the Infinity Stones are just paperweights. <laughs> I mean, it's the best joke in the whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it, it just serves to be sort of once again, it's just sort of a funny little like. Mm. Look at them; they don't do anything here. <laughs> Nothing. Just, just throw them away. Well, I mean, they don't throw them away. <laughs> they don't, no, they use them as paperweights. Yeah. No, but um, I really. I, I think this is a. So far for me, I can't tell, but I feel like this might be one of their better shows. You know, because I feel like for a lot of people, the highest standard for Mar- for a Marvel show was um, the Netflix shows, specifically like Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Daredevil first season one of Jessica Jones, half of you know Luke Cage, and no one talks about Iron Fist. In- even though Iron Fist is my boy, come on, guys. Um, but you know, I think they're they're starting to challenge it now by not not just being a lot grittier, but they're being more creative mm-hmm. with their stuff. 
because like I'm pretty like I don't know that much about the TV, uh, about uh, the time variant authority because I, I rarely read anything involving them. Right. So I don't know much. So I'm just going there with fresh eyes as everybody else right now. Now we're talking about some other stuff I can probably tell you about, but I time variant. I'm like I don't know. Right. This is this is new to me. But you know I'm excited because like they're 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 doing what a lot of people have been saying is like embrace the craziness of the comics. Well, I think the movies are going to be their own little thing. Well, they're going to be connected, but the movies are going to do their own thing. Well, I mean, yeah, the movies are very much. I think we're going to be are going to be more uh, 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 continuing that sort of that main storyline, and uh, the uh, and the TV shows are very much. I think you said it earlier. They're there to experiment mm-hmm. with a lot of things uh, that they can do with the MCU, as well as just set up. And follow characters that wouldn't necessarily uh, be perceived as holding their own on in uh, in their own like movie, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's all going to be set up. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting uh, sort of uh, story that they're going to try to tell with this show. Uh, mm-hmm. Mainly, just sort of like. You know, do a little, uh, a bit, go into like some sort of some crazy, wacky time shenanigans and stuff. Yep, and, and I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm always, I'm always looking forward to, to to these shows, and especially with after the big success that was One Vision, the the the, pol- the political tones of Falcon and Soldier. I'm totally down for it. And well, yeah, that's about all we got. Well, uh, we don't. We, I don't like to give out my full like. You know, rating until like the end of the show, but so far for this one, it's been pretty. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, guys, that's our right. that's the end of the episode. If you really enjoy what we do, we do follow us on social media at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Decentrians. We are one hundred percent more active on the Instagram, where you can follow us there. We have a link tree that leads leads you to all the podcasting sites that we are officially a part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. And we have a link to the YouTube, so you can, so if you want to see, you know, another format of, of this is for, it's great for our, you know, for all you audio listeners out there, and just want to, you know, find a way to, to help us out in, in any more ways. We also have a link to our Patreon, which, you know, we always have it there. It might not, it might not be used, but it's always there for just in case we need it. But you know, I'm always excited for that. I'm always excited to see what fan wants to help us out in that way, because we usually we want to do some stuff, but you know, it, it takes time. Mm-hmm. And supporting us through Patreon will always help. Now, that is everything. Uh, hopefully, these shows. Uh, we will be back with more of these shows. We're still doing our E3 thing, which we will have a special. Up- we have a special episode at least out soon already. If and we have another one by. We have one that's pre E3. Kind of, and one that's post E3. So you'll see that. But anyways, guys, thanks for checking us out. It's been your boy Eli. Give me Joe. I mean, these and change. You have a good one. Peace.